Yeah. I feel like people don't. People don't wanna rep their city, man. Red city. I rep my city. Portland 503, I need to stand up right now. OG, wanna see with G? We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. We got what you want. We got what you need. Come and light it up, up. Come and join the team. Blazer Gang. What's up, Rip City? It's your boy Boyd Urban here with the Blazer Gang Podcast. We've got a lot to cover this week, from All-Star Weekend to the addition of Cantor inside uh, to the upcoming playoff push. We'll also be hearing from a few of our fans later in the show to get their take on uh, how they think the Blazers are doing and how they think the Blazers are going to do going forward. Now, whether you're listening to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Music, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button and giving us those five-star reviews that we love so much here at Blazer Gang. While you're at it, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can, follow, you can find us on Facebook as Blazer Gang, on Twitter as Blazer underscore gang, and on Instagram as official Blazer Gang. Now that that's out of the way, we've got a full house here today, fellas. In the studio with me today, back from a hiatus, we've got none other, none other than Wanger Banger. What's good? What's good? How you doing, man? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. I had a, you know, life stuff that went on, so we had to just keep keep pushing with it. So that, I'm back, though, so I'm glad. That does happen when yeah. you're an adult. So we're glad to have you back. Appreciate Across it. Across the table from me, we have Mr. Chris Ailey Alex. Chris, what's up? What's going on, y'all? Glad to see y'all today, man. Got me a lot too. to talk about. Hey, we definitely do. And then last but not least, Mr. Dre himself. What's going on, Dre? What's up, everyone, man? It's good to have everybody back in the house, man. Um, got another packed month. A mm-hmm. lot of good stuff coming up. High profile guests and a lot of fans chiming in on the podcast. So, yeah, it's got it's, an action packed month coming up. It's yes, a playoff sir. push for the Blazers, but it's also the playoff push for us here at Blazer Gang. Definitely. Uh, now, before we get started uh, into the meat and potatoes of this podcast here, I want to remind our listeners that the Blazer Gang podcast is brought to you by Killer Burger. Now, they've got locations all across the Portland metro area, even up into Vancouver, whether you're in Hillsborough, Sherwood, downtown Portland, North Portland, Southeast, wherever you're at. And even when you're at the Moda game watching the games in person, uh, the Moda Center, watching the games in person, you can get a Killer Burger there. And they're really one of the best burgers around. I'm saying that from experience, not just because they tell us to say that. So next time you're about... Uh, stop by a killer burger, tell them Blazer Gang sent you, and commit to the burger. Now, let's start with the All-Star Weekend. Uh, we all watched it, I'm assuming. Uh, I had a few things that I didn't like about it uh, that, that we'll get into. So, let's start with the three-point contest. Dame and Seth were obviously competing in that. It's kind of lackluster from both of them, and neither of them got out of the first round. I was, I was surprised to see that. I thought Steph, uh, or Seth, in his mm-hmm. in his uh, hometown appearance, he was going to come out a little bit hotter. And uh, Dame, you know, we always expect him to hit, you know, ninety percent of his shots, especially with no defense. What do you guys think about that? How about you, Wang? Um, for Dame, it was kind of weird right off the bat. He was very methodical and slow the mm-hmm. way he was shooting his threes. So I don't know if it made him want to think a lot about what he was trying to get into. But it seemed like he was for me. It seemed like he was kind of out of form when he was doing that. Um, and then for Seth, uh, you, we would think that, you know, if, because he's such a spot up shooter, um, he'd be able to hit those off the bat, but he only hit 16, uh, uh, 16 points. Uh, I'm not sure. Like usually when I saw the all-star three point contest, it seemed like for the most part, 
to get past to the next round, you had to hit like 21. Mm-hmm. So those numbers weren't good, but at the same time, this year it was kind of weird because we had like twenty seven, twenty six, and twenty five or something like that to get to the next round. So it was it, you really needed to like hit a lot of the lot of the three points to get through. Yeah, I mean that was a really interesting that last round between Harris and Curry. Like I was, I mean I'm not a f- real fan of either of them, but I'm a fan of basketball. I was like standing up in my living room because it was just such a good battle because it came down to like that those last like two mm-hmm. shots. Yeah, and I think even Harris tweeted it that he he said that uh, he was like, by no means am I a better shooter than <laughs> Steph, than Steph Curry. Either, a little humble so. brag. Yeah, for sure. And he's from Washington too. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, for me, I think you know, going to a three point contest, it's like whoever's hot that day, you know, whoever's feeling mm-hmm. it is going to win. But yeah. um, for me, I thought Seth was going to have a better showing. You know, just being at home at the crib, you know, going yeah. against Big Bro, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought for he was sure. going to bring it. Um, but you know, sixteen, seventeen, you know, respectively for each. I mean, it was a good showing. But this it is year, like fifty percent. So yeah, it is. <laughs> but this year, man, they they were shooting. They were shooting this year. You know, I yeah. think cats were trying to you know prove points. Say like, yo, I can shoot out here. You know, so yeah, I saw a lot of fans saying like, oh, if the if the rack was a couple feet back, Dame would have made them all. Mm-hmm. But I got a different argument here. I think if the buzzer would have went off on every shot, Dame would have made him all yeah. because he didn't right. make that he didn't last make one. That one. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, that that's my case. Maybe next year just or, have or coming off of a pick too. Yeah, you're coming <laughs> off you of a pick, yeah. run into each shot. Although yeah. he was taking his time on each one, so maybe he wouldn't have enough time for that. But, yeah, uh, but let's get to the All Star game itself. You know that third quarter where Dame, you know, hit those back to back deep deep threes mm-hmm. i mean they he was literally on the logo and we got mm-hmm. the the new nickname now logo, logo lillard, lillard. Uh, that was an exciting game and i felt like compared to you know the last few years in the all-star game and really as far back as i can remember it the first half was a little out of control but the second half was really competitive like i was i was impressed and delighted to see how the guys are really going at it and not really just taking the night off yeah, and I felt like it was really competitive, too, because you, you heard Steph being mic'd up, you know what I'm saying, talking mm-hmm. about defense, defense, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and he was locking his old teammates up for the Warriors, you yeah. know, so, like, I, I felt like it was just, you know, really competitive uh, as far as, like, other players trying to call out other players uh, individually or wanting to go at other teammates or whatever, so. Mm-hmm. Especially in the second half, you could tell uh, LeBron's team picked up their transitional defense, and that's what really brought them back into the game. Yeah, because I, I started, I I chimed in uh, the second quarter, started the second quarter somewhere in there, and I was like, Team LeBron's down by 15. Like, what's going yeah, on? Who would have thought that? Like, right. Exactly. I think anybody in their right mind was just like, Team LeBron's going to kill Team Giannis. But they made it a competitive game, which was exciting to see because I thought it was going to be just a blowout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in if Dame didn't go off in that third quarter, I don't know if they would have came back to win. Yeah, I don't think I so mean, either. I think, That's facts. I, I really, That's true. I, I really think that he should have got MVP just because of that. I was hoping he was going to hit just because, you know, like I, I feel like you, same way. He was the reason they came back in that game. And so I was just hoping he could make a couple more shots and get over that 20-point threshold so he's right. more in the conversation. Uh, but, yeah, without Dame hitting those shots – there's no that, chance. How, how many threes did he hit in that Six. third quarter? Six? Yeah. yeah and like, I, I, I could be wrong. I think the only shots he made, yeah. He was six, six for and, 17. And, and yeah. he only, and he only shot threes. Yeah. <laughs> and then that last shot, obviously, he was yeah. just shot at the yeah. half court or whatever. But, but in the all-star game, just gunning from three, not even getting to the <laughs> rim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a safe bet. Then he doesn't have to get hurt if he drives into. Who knows? 
Yeah. So you guys watched the the dunk contest, Dre? What did you think of that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> oh man, I, I liked it, but then. I kind of felt bad for Dennis Smith at the end of it, man. It was like he <laughs> just couldn't finish. And I was like, my man. Like, yeah. Like, he, I was got almost like, yeah. He, got, he got tired for sure. Oh, show. And he kept trying to do it, man. So, <laughs> oh, you know, hey, man, all goes out to him. But, I mean, he did complete it. But I, I was like, man, is he going to change up the dunk? Is he not yeah. going to try to dunk? Like, How many times you get an attempt attempt to do this because <laughs> yeah. like they say the attempt is like a you know coming down on the rim mm -hmm. but it's like if you run to the hoop and you jump up and you just don't do anything that's an attempt basically that dunk over Shaq though was amazing oh yeah, yeah. Diallo oh man that Vince Carter oh, yeah that man. was the best yeah. one it was for amazing. sure yeah uh, what about J. Cole trying to dunk though that was <laughs> oh, though. Yeah, yeah. I was like okay J. Cole yeah. J. Cole was fucked yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he redeemed himself though yeah. with that, uh, that performance, that performance. Yeah. 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 Hey, yeah. and J. Cole's a hooper so all you folks yeah, out true. there that think it yeah. looks so easy it's really yeah, nice of course hills but uh yeah I think Diallo definitely definitely saved this dunk contest with that one over Shaq and he pulled the Superman out uh, but other than that it was just really lackluster I felt I did get excited about John Collins at the beginning when he was trying to do like the Wright Brothers impression <laughs> right. and then he, I, I, think, know, I think that went that, over a lot of people's heads yeah. <laughs> bringing out their plane all yeah and then <laughs> you know he hit the plane when he jumped and I was like alright oh, yeah. <laughs> next year's dunk contest can be crazy though man yeah. Yeah. Zion yeah. they can do it they, uh, against Diallo and yeah. they, they, they did, that they did the dunk contest in high school yeah. yep. that, that could be crazy be and good. then you got you know what I'm saying a couple of trailblazers that could be it too I think we saw people tweeting about like Giannis said, ooh, should I do it? Yeah. And then someone and, else uh, like, if Mitchell. you do it, yeah, if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Mm. He said if, if Giannis does it, he'll do it too. Yeah. So we'll did, see. Did he do it this year? No, he wasn't. He didn't do it? No. So no. To, and he was the defending champion, right? Mitchell. No. Donovan who, Mitchell, who didn't he won last it? year? No, I thought it was Smith. Oh, yeah, Dennis yeah, Smith. Yeah. Dennis Smith, yeah. But uh, Mitchell was definitely in it, though. Yeah. But like you said, a couple of trailblazers, I think Anthony Simons needs to get in. And yeah. I'm petitioning that right oh, now. Yeah. We got to be talking about that all summer I long. I mean, just yeah. not Simons, man. I mean, Jake Lehman is a big dunker, man. The yeah. Valley Oops. And then he got one over Boban today. Boban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, is a, he is a good dunker. He's a nice He's power got, dunker. He has but. a lot of swag when he, like, dunks, too. He'll, like, dunk, hang for a second, and then, like, stick yeah. out his tongue. <laughs> right, right. Then he'll glide down. Then he'll glide down. Little pose. Yeah. yeah. No, I, just I, I, I can see Anthony Smooth. going in there. I've seen a couple clips, you know. He's got some bunnies, man. He's got some bunnies, man. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> the thing with the dunk contest, so you got to be creative. Like, yeah. I don't know how creative mm. Lamy can be. That's what I'm right. saying. Right. I think I think Anthony, he could be pretty good yeah, in the I think, contest. I think Layman in a game is a sure bet to go get it and put it down. But, like, you got to have a little bit of finesse yeah. in the uh, in the dunk contest. I think I think Anthony could definitely bring that. I think overall, just the whole All Star uh, thing needs to needs to get a little revamp. You know what I'm sure. saying? I mean, mm -hmm. we've been doing the same things over and mm -hmm. over. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Year it's after true. year, you know. So I, I would have liked to seen something. You know what I'm saying? More creative since it's hometown of the Curries. You know what I'm saying? Maybe them go at it uh, alone. You know what I'm saying? Get all the Curries action. out right, there. You right, know, yeah. Dale Curry yeah. said, Steph, who going win that shootout yeah what, what could be cool is you know how like the nhl does like the divisional team playoff matches like in the uh -huh. all-star i think i don't know if it's like if i don't know if i'm getting it right but what what the all-stars could do is like have like your top three players from each division do a three on three and maybe a bench mm -hmm. on each side and then play each other 
Mm. Okay. I think some three-on-three three action yeah. would be cool. Mm. And, you know, the big three's taken off on the yeah. offseason. Yeah. I know it's not NBA-related, but, you know, it's NBA players, former. And I even like how uh, Kenny Smith and uh, Shaq got uh, two chains out there and yeah. uh, yeah. one of the Migos, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because two chains, he actually uh, he's actually a hooper. He was. And he was mad at the NBA for not uh, offering him to come and play in a celebrity game. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, that was kind of that was kind of cool, you know what I'm saying? Just out of nowhere, you know, being able to pick them off the court to be able to do yeah, a little they, contest at the end. They did have a lot of, like, situations like that where they brought somebody on and, like, you know, maybe it was scripted ahead of time. They right. knew it, but right. they played it off really well. Yep. And it kind of fit organically, uh, like you said, with just pulling. Uh, I don't I know how scripted it was, man. Two chains had that trench coat on. Yeah. He was not ready. He was not ready to yeah. shoot. You know? Yeah. And he's like, "How you gonna tell me to come out here and shoot? You didn't even uh, offer me to come to play in a celebrity right? game." Yeah. Come on now. He, he looked a little. They're just trying to save face now. Like we gotta make him happy for next year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I saw an interesting take on Twitter about the dunk contest, and I want to know how you guys feel about it. So, like we spoke with, you know, you're talking, Dre, about uh, Dennis uh, Smith Jr. missing all those dunks in a row. And I saw this take, and it said, for every missed dunk attempt, you get one less point available. So, the most you could get, mm. if you miss your first try, you make the second, the most you get is nines. You miss mm. the, the second one, make the third one, the most you get is eights, and so on and so on. And I think that could add a little bit more like pressure onto it. It's just like, yeah. you got to really practice and know what you're going to do. Cause you got to get it down. Cause I was so sick of seeing guys miss it. Right. And, then and, I, and I like that. I like that idea or something. because you know, even when um, Kenny and Shaq, when they talk about that, you know, after they try two or three times, like mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a 50, you yeah. know, granted you made right. the dunk on the fourth attempt, yeah. but it shouldn't be a 50. I don't care how good the dunk looks, but it should Drop your points down to the mm-hmm. Witcher. I would like to see somebody at least get, you know, at least one or two attempts, though. You know, that oh, yeah. if they don't get oh, yeah. it by that third yeah, maybe, try. Maybe like, maybe like two tries. Yeah. 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 Be a little, give them a little wiggle room. Right. And the other thing is like, in the past, I feel like the judges have all been like great dunkers, like Julius Irving and Dominic Wilkins. Mm-hmm. And this year, that wasn't really the case. Right. And I feel like that could have skewed the results a little bit because as a, you know, they were all basketball related people, but as you know, an incredible all-time, you know, dunker, you have a little more respect for for the good judging. dunks, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. as as opposed to just kind of an average NBA player slash analyst, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we just go back to 2015 with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon? Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. That, that was great. Yeah. I, Question, those two or Mike and, 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 and Neek? Oh, Dominique Wilkins? Yeah. Oh. Jeez, that's yeah. legendary, man. Yeah. I gotta go Wilkins and Jordan for sure. I don't know. I didn't even see that dunk contest, so I'm oh, a, no, well besides the I'ma stand I'ma stand for uh Vince Carter two thousand oh, here. Two thousand yeah. Vince Carter was cool. I, I, when I was watching that dunk contest last week, like I literally Googled the the video of two thousand and watched it to my wife. I was like, yeah. this is what the dunk contest should be. It should yeah. be. Not but before uh, you know, battles, I think Gordon and Levine, they're up there, but Mike and Neek, man, like mm-hmm. yeah. those two, those those were like great yeah. competitions. So I mean next year, I mean they should have a you know, a bigger name, mm-hmm. you know, lineup, you know, Zion yeah. coming into the NBA. You know, they I think they should get some more star power out there. So Yeah, and that's the thing with Jordan and, and Wilkins is they yeah, were stars then, was, already. Like they weren't names. just they weren't yeah. just jumpers. What happened if they incorporate like the big three into it somehow too? Mm-hmm. Into the all star game or something, you know? Oh, Not yeah. like the actual game, but like just into like the events and festivities, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. even the G League. Like yeah. be down for some of the G League players. 
No, I can see uh, something with the big three coming in, you know, incorporating some of the older retired players, you know. Yeah. Because so, yeah. a lot of the big names, you know, people want to see them and they're starting to come out in the big three. So if they do incorporate that in the All-Star, I think that'd be a good I mean, not recent signees, Steve mm -hmm. Blake and Greg yeah. Oden, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what you're saying with the G League, like maybe have like the guy who won wins the G League dunk contest and three-point contest just gets Ooh, to go into yeah. the NBA one and prove their case, you I know, like on that. a bigger stage. I like that. Uh, but following the... I guess it was right before the uh, All-Star Weekend, we found out that we had the addition of Ennis Cantor as a free agent, got bought out in New York, got him for a big steal. Uh, we had to wait about a week or so until we got to actually see him on the floor, but I'm pleased with what we've seen, and we'll get into that right now. Uh, but Ennis Cantor, you guys saw that he, you know, his interview where he talked about Dame sending him a text and talking to him and having that relationship. Uh, and wh that's why he chose Portland over Los Angeles. Shout out Los Angeles. Take that L back to the bank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Hold it. I would, I for one would love to see what that text message said. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's gotta be something persuasive. You man, know, I don't know if it was Dame. Probably like, Hey man, I need you. Come, come, come to Portland, man. Let's, let's see how far we can take this. Yeah. Something like that. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, he's probably looking at our record versus LA's and seeing mm -hmm. how LA's kind of in a turmoil right now. So he's probably like, dude, I want to, I need to win again. It's been like t over two months since I right. won mm -hmm. a game. Like, so, so what I heard is, is that O'Shea sent him a text or reached out to his agent, something, phone call, something like that. And then Dame followed up with it, mm -hmm. with the text. Okay. And then when Cantor got that text, he pretty much took out of that text that, Dame's a good teammate. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, this is a good system. This is something good that I want to be involved with. Right. And that's what made him, you know what I'm saying, change change his mind. Or not even change his mind, but make up his mind to go choose Portland over yeah. L.A. and the other four or five offers that he had. Yeah, it's a little deeper. Because, like, yeah, maybe he could have gone to another place. I'm not saying L.A., but maybe he could have gone to another place and been a starter. Mm -hmm. But he, he like that connection with Lillard and and embracing him as part of the team and mm -hmm. that kind of chemistry that he wanted to be a part of. And plus, this was the second go around that the Blazers showed interest in, in Cantor also. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's yeah. true. We would have, this would have been his final year on contract if, mm. if Oklahoma City didn't match. 2015, right? I uh, believe so. Was, Somewhere around there. Yeah, because it was a four-year deal. This was the last, right. de last year of the deal. Uh, but here's an interesting thought that I had about this is with the whole text message thing coming out, could this be a sign that Lillard is being a little more upfront about, you know, recruiting guys into Portland? Because he also had that interview with with Haynes, Chris Haynes, mm -hmm. the podcast where he talked about, you know, being a leader and how Portland's an underrated city and guys just once the guys get here, they love it. But it's mm -hmm. just about getting here. So could this be a new trend of like, you know, Cantor kind of turns the tide and maybe this next year we get a trade or something and somebody else buys into it? I don't know. What what do you guys think on that? Um, me personally, I think um, it does show Dame, you know, taking initiative, mm -hmm. you know, going after some players, you know. I think Dame, Dame is the type of guy, to me, I think, you know, he doesn't, he's not really wanting to recruit other players. Like, you know, he's going to rock with his team. And, you know, it's, it's shown that. And he said that, you know. But mm -hmm. I think with him uh, reaching out to Cantor, it's like, okay, you know, maybe we need this guy, you know. I'll, I'll take the initiative and be like, hey, man, we like, we need you, you know. So I think... Um, is 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 taking another step, you know, towards Dame's leadership, and uh, I, I think it could be some something think, to build upon. 
I think the NBA in a whole is kind of changing. I mean, mm-hmm. you can tell like when LeBron first like went to Miami and then he pulled Dwayne Wade into there. That was really secretive. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He started pulling players into Miami Bosch, with them. Yeah, yeah Chris Bosh and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I feel that players are more out there and they're, they're trying to use social media and they're trying to use their connections and platforms to be able to pool players in you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so uh dames built something good here in portland you know what i'm saying like just in the community on the team uh as a teammate as an individual you know as a leader uh, as a as a pillar on the trailblazers team you know what i'm saying like he's building something good so other players are being able to see that and other players are seeing even like uh markeith morris you know he's he's he, he was complaining how bad uh it is in in, in boston and mm-hmm. how happy he wasn't because the team's not happy and you know what i'm saying like it's not happy in that organization right now our whole bench you've seen it on the pictures today our whole yeah, bench yeah. is jumping up in joy you know what i'm saying people that's even got limited minutes now because yeah. of Cantor coming through you know what i'm saying like our team is generally happy it's that chemistry you know mm-hmm. we talked about a couple weeks ago you know just having that chemistry that camaraderie mm-hmm. yeah. people want to play in a in a in a happy atmosphere you and, know and just what dame said just a, you know like a week ago you know he was like i'm not willing to sacrifice my teammates my partnerships exactly. my relationships that i have and go chase the championship exactly mm-hmm. It's bigger than basketball. Yeah, yeah it's it's like uh, these these are not the uh, Blazers teams of the two thousands where they just kind of pieced everybody in and said let's make it work. This right. is this is organically grown, cultivated, mm-hmm. and now hopefully we're going to start seeing you know the fruits of our labor mm-hmm. this year into next year. Uh, but that still remains to be seen a little bit. Uh, but Cantor, hopefully we can work something out in this off season and find a way to keep him. But uh, I think right now. He's doing great off the bench in his role. His first game, he had 18 points, followed up with 16 today. Like That's exactly what that second unit needs is just a guy that's go-to. He gets the ball. He's an instant threat no mm-hmm. matter what. Uh, Dre, what have you seen from Cantor so far that you like or that you don't like? Well, I mean, the guys are being cautious of him. They, they already know what he's about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you've seen that spin off of oh, Ed Davis. Davis, where Ed, Davis on him. Ed Davis ain't no punk, but Cantor knock him on the ground, though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's making and, Davis look pedestrian. Yeah, and then today, <laughs> and then uh, today, speaking Saturday, Saturday against, you know what I'm saying, the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, they was taking the ball out or Ben Simmons made a shot, and then uh, Ben Simmons turned around and, like, Kind of nudged him, you know what I'm saying? Nudged him a little bit, uh, hard enough where Cantor fell. Cantor got back up like, hey, I'm not about to take that shit from you. You know what I'm saying? So, how much of that was acting, though? By Cantor. Hey, that's good. That's what we need, got, though. You know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, that's, that's saying, that, that you know. can change momentum right. real quick. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a definite flop. Like, he definitely acted. He could have caught himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, his arms with, came up. Yeah, it was yeah. a push. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. I don't know how much it was going to push Big Cantor on the ground. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know yeah. you're 246. But you got to do that nowadays, though. You know, and that changes the momentum. I'm telling you. Between Nurk and uh, Nurk and Cantor, they're going to be the Troll Brothers. Every single Nurk game, there's going to be somebody that's going to be pissed at oh, one Oh, trolling. Yeah, trolling for sure. Like today, there was somebody pissed at both of them. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I like the addition of Cantor, man. Like like you said, like he's going to bring that energy, that toughness, you know, off mm-hmm. the bench. That's what we need. Like Layman, he was holding it down. You know, once he comes in the game, you know, he, he has that spark. But with Cantor, it's like we got that, that second option to go down low. Mm-hmm. We'll go get a bucket like... He doesn't necessarily need a play ran for him, 
Like he has all the tools to go get to go yeah. get a bucket, mm-hmm. and that's something that we did need and do need in that second lineup consistently. Man, that pick and roll is crazy. Oh man. yeah, just because oh, I yeah. can see, I, I love it when he does that double pick and roll too, where he hits him from one side and then he mm-hmm. sees it doesn't work. He yeah, turns he's around, gonna come hit it right again, back and then he'll yeah. roll real fast. Yeah, exactly. he'll come up and set and watch the defender shift, and yeah. then he'll flip to the other side yep. and get him. Yeah, that's a that's a real good move. Yep, and you can see it, Damon CJ getting wide more open uh, shots. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying, like. Yeah, he's really he's opening, together. opening up a lot. He's taking that pressure off so we can win games when Dame and CJ have, you know, 19 points apiece. Mm-hmm. And and it should be it's going to be really interesting once he learns like the whole set too. Yeah. Once right. he's got all that set down, I'm sure the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. That's what, what he, our offense can do. Yeah, that's what he said in the, in the post game after his first game. He's like, "You know, I didn't really know any of the sets. I just mm-hmm. wanted to go out there and play hard." Yeah. And he's like, "You got 18 points and 9 rebounds." Just and you didn't even epic. know the offense. You were just yeah. being in the right place. Yeah. See, Cantor's playing so good. I had to pick him back up on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> I had to drop him, you know, yeah. with the New York situation. <laughs> yeah, but I picked him right back up. Seeing the floor. Yeah, you sure can see stock just went up a lot. Mm-hmm. You can see that he's just dedicated to this, man. He's passionate. He just wants to play basketball and he wants to do well. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's what we love. And he's a very likable, charismatic person. Oh, yeah. You see his interviews with Noah and stuff like that. You're like, yeah. This guy's he's funny. Yeah, yeah, he's very charismatic. Uh, I think it's it's the perfect addition. We've got 23 games left in the season. And I think it's just, it fits right in with what we need. And it could give us that little bump. I'm not saying we're going to be, you know, second or first seed. But I think that could give us, get us into the three seed if, you know, a couple other things fall our way. We've got, a long road trip right now, but we've got a pretty easy schedule. Oklahoma City has a brutal schedule. You know, they play the Nuggets, they play Toronto twice, they play LA, Houston, the Bucks. Like, they got a bad schedule to end this year. Uh, so I think that that could potentially get us over that hump into the three seed, which is where I think we could really do damage in the playoffs if that happens. Uh, but what do you guys take right now? Like, like let's start with you, Wang. So. We are, what are we, 36, uh, 36 and 23. We got 23 games left. What's your prediction? So 100% guaranteed we're going to get 50 wins. Um, 100%. You look at the March 20th to April 3rd um, like schedule, we're playing mm-hmm. home at Dallas, home at Detroit, home at Brooklyn. Then we go away at Chicago, away at Atlanta, away at Detroit, and away at Minnesota, and then home at Memphis. All those games are at least... Based on how we've been playing, all those games are at least a probability of us winning it seventy five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not in down already. We could go on a streak. I know this is maybe a little ambitious, but we could go on that second half streak streak of like 10, 11 games wins right there. This road trip, we're probably gonna go. I'm say we're gonna probably lose to Boston and Toronto. We're gonna beat Charlotte, Cleveland, and Memphis. That's three and two right there. So off the bat already, we have we're gonna be like thirteen and maybe four. Mm-hmm. So, and we're, what are we right now? We're 36. 36. That's already, yeah, we're already at 49 by then. And after that, we play Denver twice, LA and Sacramento. So mm-hmm. I think it's a no-brainer that we're going to get to 50. And I think we are going to surpass OKC, especially with their tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Just I'm, just looking at that, that March schedule that you just brought up, I'm looking at that March schedule and I really see like the thunder only, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Being a mm. problem, I'm a, I'm a hot take it, man. I say we go undefeated in March. Ooh, Hold up, go undefeated in March. Okay. If we go you know undefeated in March, we're guaranteed the three seed pretty much. Really yeah. Yeah. Seed and O right there. I don't see nobody else. We got Detroit, Atlanta Bulls, Nets. 
True. Detroit again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mavs been calling, calling, calling our number. You know what I'm saying? Pacers, Spurs can call our number late in the season. Ah, uh, Pelicans, I don't know nothing about do. them right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're struggling. <laughs> They're struggling bad. Yeah, especially if Davis is not on the floor. Yeah. I mean, definite. we can really go undefeated in March if we really on our stuff. So how many wins do you think we're going to end up with then? Because that's 15, so we're, that's already 51. And then after March, we still got seven more games. Sky's the limit, baby. Total, yeah, after, I can see. After I can March, see, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll flirt with that 50 win, you know, 48 to 50. Um, I say we get 52. 52? Okay, fifty-two. Okay. I like it. And one, the one game in March that uh, would stand out a little bit to me as a as a potential loss uh, would be that uh, March sixteenth at San Antonio, just because it's a back to back game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, coming from New Orleans to San Antonio, and San Antonio is a good team, so that could be tough. But other than that, like you said, we get Dallas, Detroit, Brooklyn, Chicago, Atlanta, Detroit, Minnesota, Memphis. Like, those and are that's not, our stretch mm-hmm. of basketball. We're really pushing too. So. And Blazers historically play well to end the year. You know, mm-hmm. last year we were in the same yeah. position, kind of middle ground. We beat Golden State before the All Star break and railed off like twelve or thirteen more wins in a row. Mm-hmm. We're right on track for that right now. We beat Golden State. We got two wins under our belt. Who knows what can happen? So Dre's got fifty two. I'm going to go with fifty one. What you got, Chris? I'm going to go forty nine. Forty nine. He's taking the under. I'm going to go forty nine, man. Forty nine. I'm going. I'm going with 50. I sat down. I looked at it. I, I just, I had to, I had to factor in a few trap games, you know. Sure. So I'm, I'm going 50 and 32 okay. overall. But I do think that if we get to 50, I think we can sneak out that three, as long as Oklahoma City doesn't just blow everybody out to end the year. Hey, did any of y'all factor in headband mo? New York, New York Mo. <laughs> hey, I, was, good, man. I was talking to Dre about this, man. If he keeps this up, I'm gonna have to publicly on the air recant my my words. I think right everybody said last week. I think everybody. Wait, wait. I think everybody mm-hmm. just counted them out. But I think it's he, only he. Yeah. He's been hearing, you know, you know, the rumblings or whatever. And I think he's proving a point. Like, hey, man, I'm just starting three not out even, here. Not even him. Stotts too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've yeah. been calling Stotts out too. Of like, why is he playing him when Jake Lehman is outperforming him? You right. know what I'm saying? And they said it on the broadcast today. They was like, Stotts is not gonna mess up this camaraderie that this yeah. team's been mm-hmm. having for years mm-hmm. with Mo in the starting lineup, just because he's been having a few bad games and he slid mm-hmm. back or he's been mm-hmm. dealing with this injury or whatever. But this headband, Mo. Headband, Mo. <laughs> I'm hey, telling bro. you. I, I just got to add, I saw him at the casino at Alan and I told him to do his thing and make sure his knee was good. And he told me his knee was good. So, hey, it, so I, I swear, ever since you, the inside school yeah. from back then. Yeah. Yeah. Ever right. since you posted that picture too, man, he's been on. Yeah. I was just going to ask you that. What the hell did you say to Mo? <laughs> <laughs> I just told him to step up. <laughs> no, but I mean, the last, two, last three games now, he's been in double mm-hmm. digits, uh, 10, 13, and 13. And he's also been boarding, you know, five, eight, five, and assists, four assists, two assists. So like he's been around. Like it's not just like he got ten empty points. Like mm-hmm. he's been doing it all, 29, 20 minutes. And he uh, looks healthy though, because the, he the way he's getting those points, man, it's like put back dunks, you know, mm-hmm. drop stepping, just raising up. So he he's looking pretty healthy right I now. I think so. it was I think it was the game to get today against the Sixers where uh, Brooke Olsendam asked him after the game. Like I can't remember what she asked, but his answer was, "I'm feeling good. I'm mm-hmm. healthy." Mm-hmm. And it's if he's confident like that. Maybe that's that step we need him to get into that, uh, you know, 10 points per game territory mm-hmm. because that adds another wrinkle. With, and that means you can leave Layman and Hood on the bench with Cantor. 
but that you know. gives us like what nine ten guys deep hey it's a good problem to have you know yeah yeah for sure it's a good problem <laughs> to have now I, I i know i've said this earlier in the podcast that the blazers kind of been holding out on the season maybe for the end of the season push but now now is my thing we see them kind of pushing right now mm -hmm. is it too early for them to push i mean it's not too early because the se the seeds right there. I mean, we're pretty tight with Oklahoma City, but do we want to give it our all and then get into the playoffs? I mean, does it really matter? I mean, it matters our seeding because we don't want to go against Golden State mm -hmm. in the brackets at all. So mm -hmm. yeah, that third seed would be great, right? But do we want to give it all all right now and then go dead weight into the playoffs like we did last year? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think the way you know how the bench is going, like if they Keep step it up. It up I think that will give us, you know, some rest for our starters for we Dame and depth. CJ. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's a big difference so from last year. Yeah, so like I said, that nine, ten guys deep. Yeah, if they if the bench steps up, like Dame and CJ, they're going to be fresh. Yeah, you have fresh. a game where Aminu's not playing well or something. Exactly. We or, haven't or even Harkless, mentioned Let's him say yet. Harkless and Aminu aren't playing well. Okay, we'll do Nurkic. We'll do Layman, Rodney Hood. Mm, you know, yeah. and, and whoever else we want. Like, and just like we seen in the other game, Dame and CJ. I mean, CJ had a decent game, but Dame and CJ kind of went quiet. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And, and the big guys won the game for us. Mm -hmm. They yeah. definitely did. Like, so I mean, choose your poison. You know exactly. Yeah, I mean, just to go along with the big guys killing, Nurk today had recorded his 28th double-double on the year, which is a record for a season for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and last year he had 27. Yeah, and so we got 23 games left. If he gets, you know, half of those, probably right. he'll probably get more than half of those, but he's going to blow he's that out of the his, water. He's in his rhythm right now. Mm -hmm. He is. Nurk, he's got Nurk, a little swag to Nurk him. is in his bag, man. Yeah. Like, he's out here killing. Nobody's stopping him. I don't even know if there's somebody that can't stop him. I mean, maybe DeMarcus Cousins, if he's fully healthy. You know what I'm saying? But, but he's, problem, he's maybe taking... Was, what's the guy's name in Denver? Jokic. Oh, yeah. Jokic. Can, we can't forget about Jokic. Jokic definitely has his number. You know. They're so similar, man. Yeah, they are yeah, so they are. similar, you know? The only thing is, like... There are a couple guys that can, you know, match up with Nurk. But when he goes to the bench, who do we got coming in? We got another trouble. Another we got a guy that does the exact the same thing. And he's yeah. more aggressive. Have you oh, seen yeah. how more aggressive he is? Yeah, like, just he's watch him run the floor. Yeah. Man. He's hungry. He is. Like, like next Blazer game, I, I really cued in on him these last two games. Next game, just watch him. And his hustle, just spent a couple minutes a game just queuing in on him. He's running everywhere. When oh, there's a rebound, yeah. he's sprinting down the floor yes. like every single time. Yep. He's always fighting for position, getting himself, you know, he might not get everyone, but he's always at least jumping and trying to tip the ball every right. single time. That's what I love about him so much. And that's what he was doing at OKC with him and Steven Adams both. They mm -hmm. were just, and that's why I was so happy when I saw that they were going to, he was coming onto our team. I'm like, yes. Yeah. It's a similar. It's the same guy. And he's like only 26. Power. Power mm -hmm. line up there, uh, but alongside you know, other than Nurk and uh, and Turk, mm -hmm. we got to give some credit to Dame. Today he, he passed fifteen hundred points for the seventh year. He's been in the league seven years. This is the seventh year. He got fifteen hundred points every single year. There's only four active players that have, right now that have done that. There's twelve overall in the history of the NBA. Wow. So that is like. And very, he's the very only trailblazer. High. Yeah, the only trailblazer. Drexler had six in a mm. row. Uh, but that's very, very high praise and, and a good category to be in. And you guys want to guess who the other three current NBA players are? I'm going to say LeBron. LeBron. Yep. AD. No. no. Oh, oh, that was AD. KD. Yes, KD is oh, in there. there. And there's what? one more. Curry. No. And this one, this I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. I'll West give Coast. you this one. He's not an. He's not technically active. 
Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he, he was a bucket getter when he was in Denver. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's yeah, always sure. been, yeah. but those early years, that was his MO. Yeah. So shout out to Dame for putting in that good hard work for seven in years. In that elite bracket. Hopefully we got another seven more. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's look forward. You know, we talked about these last two games. So we're on a seven-game road trip right now, which is kind of brutal to start off the All-Star break. Uh, but we got two of them down. Uh, we've got five of them to go before we get home. We got Cavs on Monday. Then we uh, travel to Boston, Toronto, uh, down in Charlotte to see the Hornets. And then we ended in Memphis uh, all the way on March 5th. So I know, Wang, you said you know, they might lose in uh, Toronto and Celtics, but you got the other three in the bag. Yes. That's a five and two road trip right there. That's solid. And anybody across Portland would be happy with that because I know we were all worried about the seven game road trip. Uh, Chris, how do you think they're going to fare in those games? Are you going five and two? I mean, total for the road trip. We got two. Right, for, for the road trip for this one. Um, I just know that Celtics and Raptors, that's that's going to be that's going to be hard fought games right there. I'll give them I, I'll go with five and two. I'll mm-hmm. give them five and two also. Yeah, I'm sitting I'm sitting on the five and two. Like after these two performances, I'm sold. I do think Toronto and Boston are going to be tough because They've got their own things that they're fighting for, but the other three should be should be gimmies, I feel. Uh, Dre, how about you? Toronto just had a big pickup, too. Acquisition. They added somebody. Gasol. No, they did get Gasol. And they added somebody else, too, as far as somebody that was a free agent. I, f- I forget who it was. But they uh, McCaw? Some- did they get McCaw? Pat no. McCaw? Uh, nah, they didn't. Uh, Jody Meeks. Uh, oh, not Jody really Meeks. a big pickup, but yeah, I think they picked up Jody Meeks. He's a shooter, though. Yeah, he's all right. He's I mean, he was. Yeah, he was good. See if he still got it. Um... I got the players going seven and zero, man. Seven like, and man, they in their rhythm right now. Like I said, pick your poison. Who you want to guard? You want to guard Nurk and Turk, or you mm-hmm. want to guard the the bucket backcourt getters? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like who you who you going to defend? Because oh. you can't defend our big four. They also mm-hmm. got Jeremy Lin, didn't they? Yeah, they added Jeremy Lin too. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. I got us going seven and zero, man. We got our rhythm right now. Like <laughs> they can't get. Nurk and Turk and have to worry about Dame and CJ. Like Dame and CJ not gonna be off every game. So when Dame and CJ yeah. really start getting into their rhythm, because they really haven't been into their rhythm these yeah. last couple games, when they really start getting into their rhythm mm-hmm. and Nurk and Turk is working too. Oh man. Oh, his problems. That lights out. His problems. Because then you can't double on either of them inside. Oh, man. And you can't trap nope. outside on the guards. Hey, and Nurk was hidden from the outside today, too. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? Nice so those, those pick and rolls, yeah, all I'd like day to see, looking nasty. The, the other thing is I, I want to see Cantor get a little more comfortable with because he's a decent jump, shoot, jump shooter. He's about the same as Nurk. Uh, I think he's a little better outside. Actually, it's like he's a better dribbler too, though. He can yeah, drive yeah. to the basket. Yeah, yeah. like, like he, a, he can go get his own he's bucket. A, man. Yeah. He's a career thirty point percent guy from three point range. So like he can he's make it now a and then. Years. But uh, if he could take just you know a couple of those here and there, because then it's like oh, I can't pack the key because mm-hmm. he might shoot the three. Mm-hmm. You know, then it's really just playing head games with the defenders nah, at that we point. Myers Leonard on a bench for that man. We don't need that. We need them pick and roll guys that's gonna go to the basket. Look, if we need, if we if we're in a situation where we need a center that can knock down threes at the end of the game, yeah, it's maybe, court. I maybe get he'll it. go in. But yeah, for what we need out of that backup center spot, Cantor's the way to go. Yeah. If you don't agree with us, hit us up online. Let us know. We'll argue back with you. Well, I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot of fans that took a poll on it and. Uh, 
most of the fans were saying five and two for this road stretch, mm -hmm. five and two or or six and one. So, hold up, Dre. So I want to I want to fact check this. So you said we're gonna go seven zero on the road trip, right? And then you also said no. I said we're going undefeated. So undefeated that's on the road seven trip, seven zero, right? And, yeah, and and then we're gonna win all of March. All of March. So we going on a twenty game twenty game win streak right oh, now. Hey man, this is I'm the hottest you, take are, I've heard. Hey. If you're correct, I am buying you whatever you want. We in our bag. Hey, look at have me, you guys yeah. noticed in these last two games? Look in these last two games, right? Uh -huh. We we have kind of like seen what our competition has in the first half, mm -hmm. and in the second half. We came out and dominated. Unleashed. We dominated yeah. both teams, and we're using we're using our mismatches too. Mm -hmm. Like today, we seen that with, with Harkless when they had uh, what they have JJ, JJ they on them. JJ on was abusing them every <laughs> time. In the house. Every time, and then they did that the other day with uh, Cantor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They kept going to Cantor. We're abusing them. Like we're we're making good, solid decisions at halftime, and we're coming out and we're taking advantage of that right now. And you know what okay. that says to me. Coaching matters. Would anybody you say twenty who, and zero. Anybody who's zero. Uh, who's been critical of Terry Stotts, you know, hold your tongue a little bit because now that he's got the guys that he wants, you see these last two games, like Dre just said, it's a battle in the first half because you're just feeling out. Okay, how are they going to play the pick and roll? How are they going to play this set? How are they going to play that set? Are they mm -hmm. offensive rebounding or are they getting back? And then at halftime, he's making his changes on the board and they're going out and executing and blowing teams out. I mean, mm -hmm. we have forty one points. In the third quarter today against, uh, yeah, against crazy. the Sixers. That was, that was crazy. Like, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, if you go back two weeks ago or three weeks ago, we had the nine-point quarter against Dallas and stuff. That's not going to happen the rest of the year, I don't think. Mm -hmm. No. And I think it just, it just has to go with the addition to Cantor, man. I think, you know, just having that other inside presence, you know, that we could rely on mm -hmm. and get a bucket. And it's just going to make the defense, you know, more honest, you know. Yeah. So, so – We've done a lot here. You know, you got our takes, listeners, but let's chime in with the fans and see what they've got to say. We've got a couple fans queued up on the phone lines here. Uh, if you want to be one of these uh, callers, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know. Maybe we'll get you in a future show. But uh, let's take a minute and let's jump over to these fan interviews. On the phone with us right now, we've got Jason Pettigana. Jason has been a Blazer fan his entire life. He actually told us a, a nice little story. Uh, you were on your shoulders, on the shoulders of your dad during the 1977 parade. Is that right? Yes. Uh, according, according to my dad, um, who is, you know, he's also from here. My entire family's from here. Um, Blazer fans. And uh, I, th I think more than anything, they just wanted to see what the commotion was going to be about and it turned out to be... Hmm quite quite one so um yeah i mean they could have for all i know they could have been somewhere else and just told me that story to make me feel good later on in life but <laughs> yeah. uh, by all accounts yes it made you a blazer <laughs> fan though yeah yeah you were born into yeah. this so as yeah. somebody who's seen it all pretty much yeah. uh more or less what's your all-time all-time blazer starting five um all-time starting five I, I was thinking about that earlier and i wanted to just say the 89 90 <laughs> <laughs> starting five but um i gotta put dame in there so uh, uh probably uh dame guard uh percy um the hard one was center between duck and sabonis for me being watching that era and loving uh, both of those but i kind of just gave the edge to duckworth because we got i feel like i got to see more of them if we would have sabonis earlier in his career i would have definitely put him 
solidified. Um, and then also powerful. I had a hard time between LaMarcus and Lucas, but um, I think LaMarcus kind of edged him out a bit just because I got to see him actually play more. Mm-hmm. So it would be Dame, Jerome, Duckworth, Clyde, and LaMarcus. That's not a bad little lineup there. You're kind of crossing through a, a few different eras of Blazer basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so bummed, uh, maybe Sheed off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> if you would accept Just, it. Just uh, ruffle some feathers. Yeah. So, Jason, are you a hooper yourself? Um, not a good one. Not a good <laughs> one at all. I grew up um, loving loving it, but at being 5'11", right now, 5'11", and 220, that's the most I'm going to be. I, uh, I stuck to hockey and uh, just weird in Portland, growing up in Portland playing hockey. Um, mm. But no, I would I would say my if I did have a basketball style ex blazer, it would be a cross between Joe Wolf and Raymond Felton. So not. I'm guessing post cheeseburger Felton. Yeah. <laughs> post donut <Yeah>. Felton. <laughs> yes. Present day Raymond Felton. Oh man! Maybe so, in a couple of years from now, Raymond Felton. Hey, Felton, Felton was getting buckets against his oh, last my game. Goodness. So, <laughs> killing us. Yeah. So, uh, so, as somebody who's been a fan their whole life, and you've been there since day one, what's your favorite Blazer moment? Um, I, this is the one I thought about the most today. Uh, I. The 89-90 playoff run, um, my personal favorite moment was uh, being at my first real big game um, uh, during the overtime game, Game 7 against the Spurs in 89-90 with, like, four of my friends. I was about 14. Mm-hmm. It was my first real, like, that age where you're, you know, into sports and all this, and being from Portland where that's our only professional team, I'm kind of a quote-unquote free agent when it comes to my other teams and sports. Um and just being there and being involved in that, the electricity that was surrounded the city um, at that time when you're seeing like blazer, uh, you know, blazer signs and like windows and mm-hmm. shops and everything. And then being at that game and having Porter steal that inbounds pass in overtime and that kind of, kind of sealed it for me. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when blazers are playing well, I mean, especially we didn't win the finals, but yeah, but uh, when blazers are playing well, especially late in the season, like the the city's just electrified with that, but uh, but I got one one last I got yeah, one yeah. last question question for you, Jason. Uh, what's your prediction predictions for the rest of this year? How do you how do you feel we're going to finish in uh, wins, and where do you think we're going to be in the seating? Um, I, like right now, I would have asked you that a month and a half ago. It would have been different, but I'm really enjoying. Um, what we've seen from Cantor the small dose in the last you know couple of games, it seems to mm-hmm. pump a little more energy into the team as well. They, they they're spreading. I would have said different, but I think we'll we. I want to say we'll stick with where we're at now with a four. Um, uh, I see us beating. Maybe it, it depends on who we get in the first round. I could see us. I could see us beating the Lakers. Um, I'm also you know eternal optimist and gotten for punishment. So. Um, I don't know if we could make it past seven against Houston. Uh, I'm just not sure. Uh, but I don't know. They, they like to choke in the playoffs though. though so, <laughs> um, I see us probably, uh, yeah, a, a fourth spot. Um, maybe making it to the second round, giving a push depending on who we play. Um, I have confidence that with this team though, we just, you know, if we, we keep driving it better, that we could definitely make it past second round. We w- run into a buzzsaw of, 
Golden State or mm-hmm. Oklahoma City's playing at a real good level right now too. Um, those are the two teams, obviously. I worry about the most. Um, Jazz are coming around, but I definitely I, I think we could we remain at the four, especially at the level we're playing right now. I don't know if we could sneak into a three or two at what two and a half right now behind Oklahoma City. What do you expect yeah. us to so, do in the playoffs? Huh? What do you expect us to do in the playoffs as far as like how far we can go? I think we can make it to the second round. Hmm. I think right. we get. I think we make it to the second round depending on who we play. Um, we make a decent push. I want to say we make it to the finals, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm over the years. I, I become more and more realistic. Um, I just don't think we have all the pieces yet um, together. We might have been playing along together to get a push against uh, Golden State. State's just like a Voltron, and it's just re- going to be really, really tough to get for anybody to get past them. I feel like. Um, yeah, I agree so with that. I think second round. Second round, I think um, you know maybe depending on we draw injuries, whatever. Uh, maybe even push to the finals, Western Conference finals, but I think that's absolute limit. But I'm I'm saying second round is is, you know, good. I second round at the, the second round at the fourth seed, so that'd be against Golden State Warriors. Oh crap, yeah, it would be. Yeah, so yeah. That's why, yeah, that's where it probably stops right there. Hey, we all gotta accept our fate sometimes. <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well Jason like three other players get injured or get wrapped up in some kind of drama, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how it all shakes out. Uh, but Jason, we want to thank you. Uh, everyone here at Blazer Game wants to give you a, a nice thank you for coming on the show. And uh, maybe we'll have a, another segment here in a couple of weeks. Give us another call back. We'll see how these predictions shake out. Right on. Absolutely, guys. Enjoy it. Right on, Thanks, right Jason. Thank you. We got what you want. We got what you need. With our second call here, we've got Gino Cochino on the phone with us. Gino, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. So uh, we, I want to ask you a quick question about uh, your your life as a Blazer fan. So you did tell me that you, you have some pictures from your child, early childhood in some Blazer gear. Uh, so I'm assuming you've been uh, yeah. a Blazer fan your whole life. Absolutely. Yep. So what, what would be your all-time uh, Blazer starting five then? <clears throat> I'm going to go with... Uh, I like Sheed, uh, Sabonis. I'm going to go with Dame. Um, probably going to go with Drexler. And that's that five. Is that four? four? Four. We're missing a small forward or a shooting guard, depending on which way you want to play it. Yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, shoot. I never lose uh, with Carsey. Mm hmm. Yeah, I was going to say Kersey. I was going to say Kersey. That's pretty much what I would do. All yep. right. So Kersey's the man. We got Dame, Drexler, Kersey, Sheed, and Sabonis. That's nice. That's I a good like lineup. That. I like yeah. that. I like that lineup. Yeah. Uh, I can live with that. It, it, it is, but Nurk it is might be big. taking over that center spot here in a minute. <laughs> he's, he's, he's smashing him. He's, oh, man. He's playing so well. I'm very happy with how he's playing right now. Right. Yeah, I don't think anybody in Portland's going to complain about him or Cantor for that for that reason. Yep. Uh, no, man, we're we're looking good. It's pretty exciting. So you've been a Blazer fan your whole life. Uh, you've seen a lot of players. Who would you compare your style of play? You're at the gym and guys are watching you play. Who are they thinking of when they think Blazer basketball? I mean, 
I'm I'm terrible right now. I just got back from gym and with my kid right now. And I'm hey, pathetic. Our, our last fan call said his game was realistic to Raymond Felton's. In <laughs> in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I like I like the way Dane plays. You know, if I could play like that all the time, I'd be really happy for sure. I'm not a tall guy, so all of us would be. I like if I could play like Dane yeah. plays, I wouldn't be here. Right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so too short. No, I love Dave. <laughs> what what what's your blazer? Uh, your favorite blazer memory or moment? <clears throat> you know what, man? It's it's actually off the court. Um, <sighs> I I grew up in Westland, um, not up on the hill in Westland, but down, uh, you know, in a, a less prominent area. But um, I worked at a uh, at a little Texaco gas station there. And um, one time I was I was working in the snow, and Clyde Drexler pulled in in his black Mercedes. And, uh, he was just the coolest dude. He, I, I was pretty starstruck, of course. And, uh, he ended up tipping me a 50 and was, it was really, really super cool. He was just a really nice guy. I'll never forget that. It was snowing out. He was like, what are you doing out here? Man? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really awesome story. <laughs> he was just story. super cool. You know, cause we, <laughs> yeah. we think of as Go Blazer ahead. fans, we think of players as their encore production, but like hearing things like that, especially somebody like Clyde Drexler, who's a pillar in Blazer history being just kind of a genuine guy when no one's around. Like, that's always, I love Absolutely. hearing stories like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the only other, the other one I want to mention as well is <clears throat> I was at the game when uh, it was, it must've been the last game of, or close to the last game of the season um, during the jailblazer era. But uh, Pippen got kicked out. I think it was the first quarter and we won in, I think it was double overtime. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the year we went into the playoffs against them. And I, I believe we lost um, early in the in the season. Anyway, I can't remember exactly what year it was. But when we all threw the Beanie Babies, the Bill Walton Beanie Babies onto the court, not a, not, yeah. not a great moment, but it was a pretty amazing moment as well. <laughs> that, I remember that the photos. Out for yeah. Sure. yeah, it was pretty epic. I think Scotty flipped over a pizza box on his way out. It was <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy. That time, that era was a lot of fun. As, as much as everybody talks bad about it, it was good times for and sure. That's that's uh, kind of the era where I was coming of age. So, like I, you know, that's the team that I remember from my childhood. You know, maybe not early childhood because I was born '92, but you know, early 2000s yeah. is when I'm really starting to understand the game and I was seeing stuff like that. Uh, Absolutely. So, the last question question I got for you here is: uh, What's your prediction, uh, win prediction, and seed prediction for the Blazers this year? Honestly, man, I think they can get 50. I think they can get 50 wins, and I think they can finish it in the top three. Um, I know I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm obviously always looking at things from a positive perspective, but I, I think they got it in them this year. And uh, I really don't think there's any team that they can't beat. You know, I really think that, you know, on a good night, I think they got it in them to, to match up pretty well with anybody, especially now that we got Cantor mm-hmm. and Rodney Hood, you know, we're looking pretty good. So, you know, I think we can, we can get up there in the, into the three and four spot. Um, lowest I'm thinking six, but I, I could see us as, as high as three for yeah, sure. That, hey, Gino, I was just, we was just talking about it on the podcast. We was looking at the uh, schedule ahead and I just did a hot take, man. I looked at the March schedule and I thought that we can go undefeated in March. 
with a couple of games yeah. at the end of February. You know what I'm saying? In March, the only tough game is really OKC. I mean, we got a couple of other ones, but it's if we're really least. in this, yeah, I mean, if we're really in this playoff stretch of basketball, you know, I mean, it could be a chance where we could win throughout March. Would be would it, it'll set us up nicely for that third position to get out of that bracket against Golden State. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's possible for sure. If, if, you know, and it really does matter who we we match up with. Obviously, after last year, matters who we match up with in the first round because you know. And shout out! I'd rather not see LeBron. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's a uh, that's all we got time for uh, right now. Uh, we got a couple calls, more calls to get into. Uh, but Blazer Gang, we want to thank you, Gino Cochino, for showing up and. Uh, and giving us some insight that that was a great story about that Clyde Drexler fifty dollar tip in the snow. So thanks for that. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, you know, enjoy your night. Right on, Gino. Appreciate you, you too. too. All right, brothers. I appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. So on our last call of the day here, we've got Brody Vogue on the phone with us. Brody's been a fan, Blazer fan, for eleven solid years. And he's only 24, so you think half his life he's been a Blazer fan. Uh, it's pretty impressive. So, Brody, what made you become a Blazer fan? Um, yeah, pro- Brandon Roy, you know. Uh, I was, like, still a kid when he um, started, like, coming up, and mm-hmm. I just, like, got hooked on it. And, yeah, man, I freaking just started becoming a fanatic after that. Um I mean, yeah, how can you it, not it, love obviously Brandon? Obviously, it's too bad. No, right? Yeah, obviously, it's too bad that like uh, what happened to his knees happened. Like, it's hard. To, it's hard to talk about it in a way, you know, because <laughs> as a fan, as a fan, it's yeah. like, damn. Yeah, you know, like I think about it, I'm just like such potential, but um, you know, you just kind of like for me personally, I like I'm just like, well, it happened. I just try to move past it. Like I don't even think about it. As we, often, we've made as it out of the storm, no. We've made it you out know, of the storm. Yeah, you know, bro, Listen, you man. can't see exactly. me over here, but I'm crying a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's real. <laughs> so, so I want to get your take. Uh, give me your starting five all-time Blazers. Okay. Yeah, I thought about this earlier. Um, so obviously Dame. And uh, I thought about Terry Porter, but obviously going with Dame. And mm-hmm. then I think Clyde, which is tough because obviously Brandon Roy probably should be in the conversation as well. I think the three the three spot is the hard one too. I thought about this. You could go with Scottie Pippen, but I think honestly, like for the fun of it, I think I would go with D. Roy. So slot him at the three if if you can, and mm-hmm. then. I think you go with Lamarcus at four, and then probably like, uh, I mean, if you could have a, a prime Sabonis, you know, like even for even for our team, he was nice, but like even at that yeah. point, he was like kind of past his prime. You prime, could have you know like, like Soviet like, Sabonis. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I would have loved to see him like that. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, that, that I I think that's my all time five. I like it. I like. It. I definitely had Sabonis as my starting center on my all-time five, as well. Um, and let let me just say, I love I love Nurk, and I think like he mm-hmm. his potential. You know, he's twenty four. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of potential. I think he's like. I think overall over this season, we've really seen him like kind of grow and kind of take another step in his like progression. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think he could be really well. Also, he's he's dominant. He has that dominant 
factor that like somebody like Shaq had, you know, and mm-hmm. I hate to put that kind of like Shaq's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. But yeah, Nerd's you know, nice. in 10 but, yeah, more years, all time. the conversation yeah, about exactly, Nerd could be know. a very different conversation. So totally. Brody, I'm assuming you're a little bit of a hooper yourself because you're such a big Blazer fan. So who would you compare yeah. your style of play to? Okay, so this is this is a very loose comparison, but um, I guess like my, my the way I try to play is kind of like LeBron. <laughs> just, so you throwing just down? Because, yeah, just no. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let me, uh, let me watch that. Wait. Back. You retracted. Anyway. You retracted so much hey, in that LeBron, statement hey, right man. there. If you play like LeBron, hey, I said, I said loosely. Hear me out. I said, <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Brody. Brody. Obviously, I play with I, was, I play with homies. You know what I mean? We're all athletes, but like, I don't have much of a jumper, so I try to get to the hoop and I try to like find the open man. I like LeBron's game, so that's who I like try to model it after you know what i mean i don't mm-hmm. I, I can't i can't stretch it out to the three-point line so can you think you gotta, of a, like can you think no, of a former blazer you might uh you might relate to ah uh, yeah let me think well dude honestly like even b-roy though like i, I you know i learned like basketball watching him you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like model from him I, I like just the way he kind of he was like a sneaky athlete All right, brody, you know? and i think i'm brody like, you yeah, model you model your game like and you play like you know what I'm saying like <laughs> what do, what do you play like though who do you play like who do I play like yeah as far as like blazer wise you know because you can model your game like Brandon Roy but who do you play like when you on the court oh, man. I don't like I mean I try to like. <laughs> do, do people tell like you how, how you play like oh you played good like you play kind of like this guy you remind me like this guy. Like, I'm like a J.J. Mm, nah, Hickson, you know what I'm saying? Like, Gerald Wallace type of player, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I crash the rebounds, yeah, I, I play I, hard. Okay, yeah, I guess, I guess that's a good one. Gerald Wallace, probably. That's nice. A, that's a good there one. Go. That's yeah. respectable. Yeah, you yes. know. I, yeah, uh, crashing rebounds. I try, to, I try to, like, get into it defensively. I, I like defense, you know. Like, I, I think it's just, uh, Dan talks about it sometimes. It's like a pride thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I play soccer, too, so I, and as, as in soccer, I play defense. I just think it's like, uh, I like taking, like, taking on the challenge of, of like, somebody who's, like, uh, good offensively or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, yeah, man. So, next question we got here is, what's your favorite Blazer memory? I know you said you were a big fan of Brandon Roy. I can think of a couple Brandon Roy yeah. moments. Uh, I'm wondering if you might pick <laughs> one of those. What What's your choice? All right, so my... My all-time Blazer uh, fandom moment would be point nine because mm-hmm. I was at that game Ooh. and uh, it was in the playoffs. I was at that game and I like this is this is real. It was it was point nine, and I was I was there with my pops. Like me and my pops, you know, it's just like a like that, that's another part of the fandom, right? Like me and my pops share the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm there with him. Hits point nine. I'm like. Okay, I, I look at him. I'm like, we can get a shot off like that. That's it. I wasn't saying he was gonna make it. I just knew that it was possible because of point eight, right? So mm-hmm. I was, I was just feeling confident about it. So you was already say. thinking. Like, you were already thinking since Brandon Roy made that shot in point eight that possible. Lillard can make that shot yeah. in point nine. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, tell you what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, I, was yeah. sitting, I was, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn man, we about to lose this game. 
and we about to have to go back to Houston. You know what I'm saying? And we're yeah, going to lose in Houston. We're going to lose in Houston. And then we made nah, this man, it was being in the building, like there was no, yeah. it didn't feel like there was a, another possible outcome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that had to be crazy to actually be in the building because I was just at home and I was going crazy. I ran outside right. yelling. No, dude, yeah, it, I mean, no, I've been to a lot that, of Blazer games. That's why it's my, but I can only imagine the electricity ultimate, there. Like, fandom, you know, being there, yeah, like, you're, yeah. there's like you, shit, like he, he hits that shot and like, mm-hmm. you start, you start hugging strangers, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the, a good, the, that's the a good guy, way to put it. Like, next to me, yeah, I don't even know those guys, but like I'm high-fiving my whole row. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I said, just hugging so, strangers, bro. It was, it, it's just like that moment. You share it with everybody. That's Rich City, you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes those moments in sports can just like transcend everything else around you and you just get like engulfed in the moment. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. I'm curious. One more question I got for you here. How do you think uh, the Blazers are going to end up in the win column this year, and where do you think they'll place in seeding for the playoffs? Um, all right. So, seeding-wise, I think they finish off in fourth. Mm-hmm. I think, re- like, realistically, I think they have a chance right now at, like, catching OKC, but OKC's playing really well, too. Yeah, so, I think are. OKC keeps their, the three seed. Portland finishes at four, and then overall wins. It's tough because so obviously they're on their their uh, seven game road trip road trip right now. I think this could really like make or break them like finishing because I I think at least fifty at least mm-hmm. fifty. But like if they do well on this road trip, they could maybe get like fifty two. So yeah, uh, I, I'm interested to see it. I, I so I guess if if I like put on the spot, I'd say fifty wins. But, fifty wins. That's yeah, kind yeah, of we'll the see, man. It, it, Brody, I call 52 myself, man. I say 52 and 30, but I had us going on a long stretch in March also, so we might be a little bit more than that, but I said 52 and 30. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, no, yeah, I, I, and I think it's possible because, I mean, hey, we, we look good today, and I think the – honestly, I think, like, Rodney Hood, Enos Cantor, obviously they're great additions, but just, like, filling out the team overall, like, mm-hmm. we're just a – we just have – like, we're well-rounded now, you know, and – uh yeah, I think it does change like the trajectory of our team a little bit. Yeah, being well-rounded, having that extra depth, can it's almost like adding that other star, you know, because you have more guys to rely on and take pressures off others. But uh, yeah. on that, no, absolutely. On that note, uh, Brody, we're gonna have to let you go, but maybe we'll hear back from you in a couple more weeks once it gets closer to playoff time. We'll see how the, that prediction comes out. Cool, cool. All right, man. Thank you for yeah, uh, thank you, right, for me. Yeah, have a good night, man. We got what you want. We got what you need. So we heard from a couple fans there, Jason, Gino, and Brody. Uh, if you guys want to be on the podcast, you want to call in, hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Let us know because uh, going forward, we're going to look to incorporate our fan opinions into our weekly show. So we'd love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's let's talk on one thing. The starting five... Chris, I want to know what's your take because I know you were kind of you were kind of digging into all those starting five units. Yeah, Who, who's got the best one? I was taking some notes. You know, I think all three of the guys you know had um had good lineups. I do like Jason's lineup mm-hmm. of Dame, Kersey, Duck, Lamarcus, and Clyde. You know, he had mm-hmm. a mixture of you know the new guys and some of the old school um, '90s teams in there. I just that's a solid lineup. You know, um, yeah, Dame. And Clyde, you can't go wrong with that backcourt. Mm-hmm. And all the guys did have Damon and Clyde in their backcourt. So, mm-hmm. and um, 
I'll say and then Gino, I like his coming in second with Rashid, Sabonis, Dame, Clyde, and Kersey. Mm-hmm. But for sure, for me, I like Jason's. Speaking of Clyde, that story that we heard, uh, who's that from? That was from Gino mm-hmm. about uh, working at the gas station in the snow. Yeah, with snow, yeah. And Clyde Drexler rolls in there in his black Mercedes and just tips him a 50 bill. It's like, what you doing out here in the snow? Like, that's <laughs> real. That's real love right there. That's, yeah, that's, that's that, that shows he's a good dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I worked snow delivery doing pizza a while back. Ain't was nobody tipping oh, me fifty man. bucks. That's when, that's when he was the face of the Trailblazers. Yeah. Mm, so. so man, that's that means a lot. I love to hear those stories of just like how good these guys are outside the game. Right. Uh, what did you guys have any other interesting things that you heard from those? Uh, I mean, Jason, man, just saying when he said that uh, he was at the '77 parade when he was a kid, and that really mm. kicked him off as being a fan. You know, he was on his dad's shoulders during the '77 parade. I mean, that that would be that's what that's, I live for as yeah, a right? fan, man. You know, I mean, that's what I would do with my kids right now. You know, I'd take them down to the parade and I put my three year old on my shoulders. You know what I'm mm. saying? It would be kicking. It would be having fun, and that's what builds you as a fan right there. So I'll be that was. I left up with my wife on my shoulder. Like, Just give me a championship. Right. I know, right? <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for us today here at Blazer Gang. Uh, make sure you guys check out blazergonian.com. We got all our merch up on there. We're restocking all the time. Uh, you're going to want to check that out. Like and follow us on all our social medias, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Instagrams of the world, and subscribe to our podcast and rate us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. Got to give our shout outs to Young Jordan for his music. Check him out on Spotify. That's Y-U-N-G Jordan. And of course, our producers doing all the hard work and our editor, Derek, Darren, and Brian. We love you guys. Also, Henry V Events for letting us use their space and their equipment every week. And last but not least, Killer Burger for keeping us fueled up with these awesome burgers. Commit to the burger. And as always, Rip City on the ass. Rip City on the ass.